You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, I want to talk about big opportunities that you're missing with approaching women and talking to women in general. Okay, this is this is something that's been brewing in my head for a while, something I've been thinking about just because of some of the interviews I've been doing here on the podcast, also just personal experience, and I feel like they need to be shared, and they need to be shared with you. So why don't we dive right in? Okay, so last night, I'm with Megan and a bunch of friends, and we go out to this really fun bar in Chicago. It's almost like a famous bar because it's so popular and everyone likes to go there to listen to country music and they do a Wednesday night live karaoke, meaning you're doing karaoke with a band behind you. So we went there for a friend's birthday, went there last night and it's summer in the city. So it's just slammed. Okay. This place is just packed to the brim on a Wednesday night. Now, it's, it's, it's interesting. As I say this, parts of it surprise me, parts of it doesn't. Right? Part of me feels like it's a surprise because it's as slammed as it feels like it'd be a Friday night in there and it's Wednesday. But also, like I said, it is one of those times where you only get so many nights to enjoy the weather. And this was one of them. So, of course, there was a lot of people out. And this was just crazy amount of opportunities. So of course, I mean, just like anytime I ever go into a bar, my natural instinct is always to look around and see like who's talking to who and what girls are talking to what guys and what guys are hitting on what women and and who's in the corner and who's talking to each other and who's approaching and who's not and who's friends. I'm, I'm very interested in social dynamics, of course. So I'm at the bar hanging out and I just start looking around. And I see all these cute girls who are in their little pods of women and barely any guys are talking to them. Now, of course, not all of them. There was a few pods where guys were talking to them and there was some socializing, but there was a lot of women just hanging out. And you know what I noticed? I noticed multiple times some of these women looking around the bar. And I don't mean in that way where they're looking around because they're just seeing the fun things that are happening around them. I mean that look, like they're looking for guys, like they're, because it's like they're looking, but they're also trying to put their body language open. It's like this kind of combo of looking, open body language, quick scans, which is the ultimate sign of this woman wants to be approached. And I would see it constantly. Now, here's a quick disclaimer. Guys, do not look for these signs. The point that I'm trying to bring up here is not about how to look for signs to be approachable. If I've taught you anything on this podcast, in my hooked program, in coaching, wherever, hopefully you finally have this drilled into your brain We don't believe in choosing signals or approach signals over here at TripAdvice because 
if you interpret them wrong, then you lose out on an opportunity. So again, I'm not saying here or teaching you how to look for these signs. I'm just saying I saw these signs, which says to me, oh yeah, I, re- I, I remember how many women go out. I mean, I always knew this, but it just it really clicked for me last night because it was a Wednesday. You know, just like, oh my gosh, what an opportunity. If you guys are not going to these hot spots during the week, and I understand that not every city has them, but a lot do. And I bet you that on this Wednesday night, this is this was probably the most hopping bar in the city. So I believe that in every major city, there's probably at least one bar that's going off on every single day of the week. And this changes, obviously, from season to season, year to year. But what are those in your city or in your town? Where's there that karaoke night that they do on Tuesdays, right? There's a reason why these bars are doing this. It's a, it's a business thing. I don't think that they're doing these karaoke events on a Friday or Saturday because they know people are going to go there on a Friday or Saturday anyway. But they have these events or things going on on the days that people wouldn't normally come. But guess what? Now people go, right? Look at that. I went for a birthday party and we went on a Wednesday. Would she have done it on a Wednesday? Probably not. She probably would have done it on a weekend, but hey, Wednesday karaoke. My point is, where is this stuff going down in your city? And it's going to take a little bit of research. It's not always something that you find out fast. So don't think that this is going to be a necessarily fast answer for you. But there's a few ways to figure this out. One, the Google. So do some research online. Do some research on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Facebook has events. Instagram's a little bit harder. You can see what people are up to and see where they're tagging, what places they're at. One thing that you could do is you could just look at different cities in the search and then see what people are doing that are tagging the city that you're in. Again, I said Facebook events. You can go to meetups. You can just go to Google and type in weekly or weeknight events happening in St. Louis, Miami, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Seattle, wherever you live. Do a little research. That's one way of doing it. Also, well, here's a kind of interesting way to do this. You could also just go out to the main area of your downtown area just walk around for a night and see what's popping. And then in combination with that, you can start chatting up people and asking them. Because if you go to a bar that's even just a little bit crowded that you find, you go in there, do a couple of approaches, ask some women, ask some guys, say, hey, what are the fun events that go on throughout the week? Like, where do people usually go on Tuesdays? You know, some people are going to be like, I have no idea. I'm from out of town. And other people might have an answer for you. Oh, yeah, I know you got to go. Well, Wednesdays, you got to go here. Thursdays, you got to go here. Oh, man, they do this crazy thing on Sundays. It's like a Sunday trivia. A bunch of people come. So you can ask people who are out and about. Of course, you can always ask your friends, too. But I think it's going to be a lot easier, in a sense, to get the right answers when you're talking to people who are actually out and about. So all those different ways. 
to look for opportunities of where to go. And I'm not encouraging you, by the way, to drink or get drunk. I know that people who listen to this podcast tell me all the time, especially guys who end up in the TripAdvice Accelerator coaching program, they say things like, yeah, well, I don't want to go to bars. I don't want to get drunk. That's the last place I want to go. I don't like the loud stuff. That's fine. You don't have to. But I know that there are many of you out there who would take this opportunity, who might say, yeah, no, I'm happy to do that. I mean, I'll tell you, when I was learning how to do this some years ago, I was absolutely going out during the week. There were some weeks I was going out every night for several weeks in a row with zero alcohol, only to be going out and talking to people who were just out and about on the weeknights. So I was trying to get, and by the way, I remember there was some times where I'd go out and it'd be a weeknight. I was in Los Angeles and there'd be like five people in the bar. And they'd be like, all right, you talk to who you can talk to, maybe shoot a game of pool, whatever, grab a water at the bar, talk to your wingman, and that's the night. But that's just part of it. Some nights it's not going to hit, but even if you get a couple of opportunities, you get a couple of opportunities. I mean, I remember when I was first learning this stuff and I was first going out, I went out on a weeknight. It was like a Monday or Tuesday, went to a bar. It was pretty much dead, but there was a couple of cute girls. And I was really trying to practice just being more flirtatious. I was practicing trying to escalate fast. And I remember that night, 100% sober, not a sip of alcohol in me. I was talking to a girl and lo and behold, within an hour, I was able to get a quick kiss. It wasn't a full on makeout. It was just a quick kiss on the lips. And this blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. Like a weeknight, Monday night, where there's not even a lot of women out. And I was able to get a kiss on the lips from a girl who I thought was attractive sober. I mean, I'm sure, and I'd imagine many of you listening would relate to something like that. That doesn't seem like an easy thing to do, right? Usually, what do you do? What's the normal, the norm? Well, you go out on a Friday night, you get really drunk, and maybe you get scared. Maybe you talk to a couple girls, and maybe not, and that's kind of it. So I just want to open your eyes to opportunities where they exist, and it's not always in the places that you find them, meaning the crazy Friday night, Saturday night, bar, party, clubs, and just going out to your local social pub, bar, talking to a few women, and going home. So think about that. That's opportunity number one, weeknight bars. Opportunity number two, something I don't talk about a lot. I like to give the advice, I say this in in my Hooked program, I talk about this idea of having opportunities in your town to approach being in the touristy and high foot traffic areas, the shopping areas. So we'll say in Chicago, that would be like the Miracle Mile or no, that's the Magnificent Mile. Miracle Mile's in LA. Uh, the Magnificent Mile, which is Michigan Avenue, New York, it'd be like Soho or really anywhere in Manhattan. 
LA, it would be the Third Street Promenade or Hollywood Boulevard. In Miami, it would be South Beach. So just a few examples of what I mean when I say those touristy, heavy foot traffic areas. But there's one other place. And this is going to take a little work on your end, just like I told you with the first opportunity. It's going to take a little work. But what are the areas in your city, if you live in a bigger city, I know that this is maybe something that doesn't exist if you're living in like a suburb or a place that is, you know, less than 100,000 people of population. But what are the places in your city where it's heavy foot traffic, but it's not a tourist area? Okay, heavy foot traffic, but not a tourist area. So I'll give you some examples of what I know off the bat of the cities I know. So one area of Chicago would be what's called Wicker Park. It's kind of like a hipster area. And yeah, maybe there's some tourists, but tourists aren't flocking to that area when they come to Chicago. That's probably very low on their list. LA would be something like Melrose where, yeah, tourists go there, but maybe it's not super high on their list. Third Street Promenade is kind of this weird combination. If you live in LA, it's like this combo of there's tourists, but honestly, a lot of people who do walk down that promenade do live there. So that would be still a good place. I feel like the kind of hip, hipster type areas in any city might have a little bit more volume. So I'm thinking of, I forgot what it was called. I went to Sydney, Australia in 2014. And I would have remembered then, now off the top of my head, don't remember. It was like, you know, what is that? Nine, eight years ago. And I remember there was this one little area. It was like hipster. It's like not a place that you would necessarily go. But then you go there and there's a lot of people there who aren't tourists. What are those places in your area? Because that's another big opportunity. And maybe you've thought about this before. Maybe this is old news for you, but I don't know if people are really thinking on this level all the time. Opportunities to meet women. And now that we're talking about approaching women, I might as well give you a a quick tip on approach anxiety. Not going to go heavy into that. We know we have episodes here that talk about that. But approach anxiety simply is defeated if you can approach them within three seconds. The more that you stand around and think about it, the more your brain is going to tell you to not do it. And the longer you wait, the stronger that message from your brain becomes, you become paralyzed, and then you listen to your brain, which you shouldn't be doing, and then you don't approach. So just remember that. Okay, so again, we're talking about the biggest opportunities for approaching women, the ones that you're missing. First, weeknight bars. Second, the high foot traffic, not in the tourist areas. And number three, which I'll tell you in a second, it's not as specific as these two that I just talked about, but it still has to be said. Now, before I go into that, I do want to mention that I know a lot of guys do have approach anxiety. I know that it is really tough for them to get over that and they really want to meet women in person. I'm working with people right now in my coaching program that are struggling with this. You know who you are if you're listening to this and one guy has been doing great. He's approaching 
more women than most guys end up doing on average. I mean, most guys do like what, one or two a week or zero. And this one guy, shout out to you, he's doing like 20. But the problem is, is he's still not seeing any numbers yet because there's a lot of quick rejections. And I have to tell him, and I'm telling you, is that, that happens. You're going to get a lot of quick rejections. That's why you need more volume when it comes to approaching. And you need to be doing like 10 a day if you want to get results in this area. Now, sometimes it doesn't take that. I have another client who, on his first day of approaching, and shout out to him if you're listening right now, you know who you are. On his first day of approaching, he approached like three women, and it was like the second or third approach. He ended up getting a number and setting up the date. TBD, if that date is actually going to happen, but she said yes and confirmed, and most of the time, once that happens, it's a, it's a go. So, anyway... It all depends, but if you're not doing it, then that's going to be the problem. So anyway, we'll get to that in again in a second. But if you need help here, you want to be one of the guys to join the coaching program where you're getting one-on-one help and you're getting lots of attention and support to guide you through this process to meeting more women in person and doing approaches and online. What are you waiting for? Coachedbytrip.com is where you need to go. Link is in the show notes. Coachedbytrip.com is where you'll go to learn a little bit more about coaching and then you can apply to work with one of the coaches here at Trip Advice. So check that out. Now, let's talk about number three and I kind of hinted at it. The biggest opportunity of them all is the approach itself. Is that you don't always even need to find the weeknight bars, the high foot traffic areas, the tourist areas. Yes, that does help. But I think a lot of guys try to separate approaching time versus lifetime. And if you're trying to learn this, if you're really trying to get good at this, then you need to be approaching all the time. It needs to become part of your lifestyle. You hear what I'm saying here? It needs to be your lifestyle. I don't want you to, you know, like I tell guys who are in the coaching program, I said, listen, I know that I'm, we're lining it all up for you. We're telling you when to go out, what time, where to go, how many approaches to do, exactly what to say. But I tell them, listen, if you have an opportunity outside of that, you got to do it. Still take the opportunity when you're walking to lunch, when you're walking back to work, when you're going outside and you're walking around because you're taking a break from work. You're at the grocery store on a weeknight. Wherever you may be, you're walking, you're hanging out with your friends. You say, hey man, one second, I got, I got to talk to that girl real quick. You approach your talk to her for two minutes, attempt the number. All this is practice because every opportunity becomes a reference experience that makes you become more confident. Because confidence comes from competence and competence comes from the act of doing. So the more you do, the more confident you'll become. Especially with approaching women because it's really scary at first. Like it's funny, right? It's like now I don't think it's scary, but the only reason why is because I've done it God knows how many times. But if I put myself back in the shoes of trip before he was doing approaches that man was scared shitless i tell you i'm 
you know, I'm more qualified to teach this than anyone because I know what it's like to have approach anxiety. In fact, I had it so bad that I get jealous of some of the clients who end up signing up for the program. I'm like, dude, you have it easy, man. Like I had it way worse than you. I mean, you can get me wasted. This is when I was in my early 20s. Like, give me a bunch of drinks, trying to talk to women. It still wouldn't work. It was just a disaster. It was so hard. So what changed? Now I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Like I laugh. I go, man, I can't believe I was so scared. Only because I did it. And the same thing happens with guys who I work with and guys who I just talked to who have gotten over this over the years. And I know that may seem far off for you. Like, man, that, that doesn't even, like for some of you, that might not even seem like a reality. Like really, there's a time when this just becomes easy and it's like not that hard. The answer is yes, believe it or not. But you got to take the opportunities. So the opportunities are whenever they present itself, there is no perfect time. A lot of guys make excuses. Oh, well, maybe she's working, going to work or, well, I got to go back and I, I can't be late to work. And da, 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 when it's just a lot of limiting beliefs and excuses. So really think about that, okay? Where are the opportunities that you're missing in everyday life? All right, let's get into some Q&A. For those of you who have been writing in, it's awesome. DMing me, awesome. You can write in trip at tripadvice.com. Get your question answered here on the podcast like we're going to do right now. The questions I like to answer are really ones that are very specific to your situation. If you have a general question like how do you flirt or how do you get over approach anxiety, those are generally going to be answered for you already here on the podcast. Or, of course, if you want to get into a deep dive into some of those general topics, you can always get my Hooked course, which is my video course that teaches you all about attraction and meeting women. That's getherhooked.com. But if you have a more specific question, then write in trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question. Or you can DM me at tripadvice. Tripadvice. Instagram is blowing up though lately. It's crazy. I've been putting out a lot of reels there and we're closing in on over 70,000 followers before I was at like 20,000. So the people are finding out they are seeking or at least seeing the advice on their reels, whether they're looking for it or not. So it's pretty cool. And I get a lot of DMs. I answer about 99% of them. So if you DM me and say hello, say hello. If you have a question, you can ask me there, but I'll probably end up sending you to emailing me like these guys have right here. Let's get into this. Hey, Trip, I've been seeing this girl at the gym the past couple of weeks and I'm really attracted to her. We've actually met once before a few years ago over drinks with friends. I wasn't single at the time, but remember liking her. Every time I see her, she's on a machine and then leaves right after, and I've always known it to be a frown upon to interrupt a woman in the the middle of a workout, especially with headphones on. There's no mutual class to join, and it's hard, and creepy, to time leaving and arriving. It's a small city, practically town, and I know from friends that she works at a local restaurant too. I've been a few times with friends, but haven't seen her. How do you think I should go about this? Good question. Funny enough, complete coincidence. I literally put out a reel on Instagram today and a TikTok that talks about what to do when you meet a girl at the gym. But that is not going to answer this question. That's more generic. But if you want a more specific answer, 
here it is. So yeah, I get it. It might seem a little creepy to time it out and talk to her after or when she's about to leave. I also understand that you don't want to necessarily interrupt her workout. So you got to first ask yourself this question. If we're going to do one of these types of approaches, is it worth it to you? That's the first thing, because what's going to happen is you are going to see her again at the gym. And if she rejects you, that might be uncomfortable for you. You also live in a small town. Is that going to be uncomfortable for you? So I'm not saying don't approach, but I'm saying really think about if this is worth it for you. Because it might not be. A lot of guys want to know, how do I approach? How do I approach? And that's great. Like this episode says, it's all about taking the opportunities. But you may want to think twice if it's a situation that might bite you in the butt later. So that's for you to think about. That's for you to dwell on. But if you say, no, trip, this is good. I'm good to go. I want to approach her. I want to talk to her. What do I do? I think the best thing you could do is either A, and I know this is going to sound kind of creepy, kind of stalkerish, but it's your best opportunity. Catch her in the middle of going to the next workout or catch her afterwards. I'll leave that to you to decide how you exactly want to time that out. And when you do, don't overthink it, man. Just go up to her and say, hey, I've seen you here before. I think we met before. It's nice to see you again. How are things going? That's it. Hey, we've seen each other here before. Do you remember me? No? Yeah, I've seen you here before. I feel like we met like a few years ago. Yeah, remember we met over drinks. We were some friends. She'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you'll say, hey, remember me? Be, no, I don't remember you. Yeah, remember, I don't know, we were at drinks with Tommy and Lisa and da, 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 whoever. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. No, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, we, we went there. Anyways, it's good to see you again. How are things going? Awesome. So where are you staying these days? Oh, cool. What do you do again? Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Awesome. Well, listen, kind of random, but we should grab a drink sometime. Be cool to hang. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Let me grab your number. Any kind of idea behind that. doesn't have to be word for word what I said there. You can kind of make it your own. But why don't you just do something like that? Keep it simple. Try that. See how it works for you. Don't overthink it. Guys out there who are trying to approach a woman at a gym or wherever, don't overthink it. Just go up, say hi, keep it casual. That's it. All right, George. George says, hi, I recently came across your podcast and thought you may be able to help me with this situation. I'm a 30-year-old from Sydney. Shout out Sydney. We just talked about that. 12 months ago, I advertised for a housemate to move into my house. A Brazilian girl applied and we got along, so she moved in. Initially, I wasn't attracted to her. However, as time passed, I found myself liking her and could feel the sexual tension growing, so I invited her to have Christmas with my family, where I made a move, which was reciprocated. Great. We formed a close, intimate relationship with her moving into my room the next day. After four months of dating, I asked her to be my girlfriend. She said yes, but a week later, she tells me she's not actually ready for a relationship. One night, she tells me she's going out for drinks with a male work friend. This really didn't sit well with me. However, I try to play it cool. I say maybe it's best if we don't sleep in the same bed and cool things off. Things become very awkward. We hardly talk. 
we're both giving each other space, but it's weird as we live together. I know I've made the mistake of coming off jealous and paying her lots of compliments as she's become a lot more attractive after moving in and going to the gym with me. It's all fallen apart over the matter of two weeks, and I get the feeling like she's maybe seeing someone already, getting home super late on weeknights and out of character. I feel like I've gone to the back of the line. I know the advice will be focus on yourself, start dating other people, etc. But this girl really stood out. We have a lot in common. My question is, do I have a shot at getting her back? And if so, how? Thanks, George. It's interesting that you said that. You said, I know the advice will be focus on yourself, start dating other people. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is that is basically the advice. It's just funny how like, it's interesting how you say that as if like that's, like there's something else that works, right? It's like, there's something you can say, something you can do. Here's the reason why there's nothing you can say or do. I should maybe really focus more on the say part. Words don't do it. Actions do it. There's nothing that you can say that's going to make her or convince her to like you. Women are not thinking about this logically. Then again, attraction isn't a choice for both men and women. I can't convince you or wordsmith my way to getting you to be attracted to a woman you're not attracted to, right? Think about a girl who you're not attracted to. Is there anything I could say that's going to really change it? Probably not. Same with women. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can do to convince her. I mean, one of my first pieces of advice is, well, there's a lot to say here. First of all, I feel like you just, you got to learn from your mistake. A lot of mistakes were already made. So we need to start there before we focus on what to do now, because Whatever happens with her, you need to know what your mistakes were so you don't make the mistakes in the future. That's the most important. What I found here is you guys went hard at it right away. I mean, she's living with you. Basically, she's living you with you right off the bat. So there's no separation. So desire is just killed pretty fast because you're instantly sleeping with each other every single night spending probably a lot of time with each other. I can only guess, based off of what you said here, saying you made the mistake of coming off jealous and paying her lots of compliments, I bet you that you were doing things just like that that turned her off that made her all of a sudden say she's not actually ready for a relationship. By the way, that's bullshit. Every woman is ready for a relationship. 99% of women are ready for a relationship. Okay, when they say that to you, it just means it's not with you. I'm just being real, not trying to be a dick, just being honest with you. But guys out there, listen to me. When a woman says that, it's translating, it's translated into, I don't want a relationship with you. I mean, think about it. What, what could she have going on that means that she's not ready for a relationship? I can't imagine much. It just means that you did something to turn her off. And my very big guess is you broke the cardinal sin of neediness. You were probably paying too much attention, getting jealous all the time. And it just made it where she was like, I made a mistake. And maybe she's even taking it even harsh, more harsh because you guys live together. So now she's going to, she probably feels stuck. So it almost exaggerates the problem a little bit. So 
understand that your mistake being made was probably neediness, showing too much attention, falling more and more in love with this woman and putting her on a pedestal. So now what? Now what do you do? First of all, I don't think you should get back with her. I, I don't I don't really believe in that. I don't believe in the idea of trying to get back with someone. And I know that there's stories out there and I hear from people on TikTok and Instagram and other places where I post little forms of content where people go, no, that's, well, I, I chased my, I chased this girl for years and guess what? Now she's my wife. Like I get those, those comments and it's just like, all right, cool, man. But do you know how many stories out there there are of people who did that and it did become their wife? That is an exception, not the rule. So I just don't believe in chasing the woman who's this unicorn in your head. This is the problem. The unicorn. You said it here, and I quote, but this girl really stood out and we have a lot in common. It's always the same thing I hear from guys. But this girl, but this girl, but Trip, there's something about her. There's something different about her, but this girl's different. Dude, no, she's not. She's just an attractive girl that has a lot in common with you. She's happened to have fallen on your lap. Is that really a unicorn? No, it's just good timing. <laughs> right? It's good timing right there. So... I don't want you to get her back, but I like to always try to answer the question. So if you want to actually get her back, do you have a shot? I don't know. I can't. I have no idea. It's probably going to be very hard because you guys live together. And one of the key ingredients to getting out of the friend zone or getting an ex back is distance. So that when you ever come back into her life, she kind of for, forgot about you a little bit and so she doesn't exactly remember what made her unattracted maybe and then you come back and you have this new attractive behavior you can't really do that because you guys live together so the best thing you can do is to separate yourself not be at home that much start dating other people and then seeing where it ends up again you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because again, one day you might come back to her and say, well, hey, have you thought about us at all? And she's like, probably not because she's with other people. No, maybe. But also if you say that, that could also turn, this is why you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Even just bringing that up can be unattractive. She's like, oh, here we go. He's trying to get me. Needy, needy man over here. Needy, needy George. So... Yeah, I think my ultra conclusion here, man, is stop wasting your time with women who are not interested in you. Start becoming a guy who's the most attractive version of himself. Learn from your mistakes and move on so you can meet someone who has a high level of interest. If I said it once, I'll say it a million times and I'll never get sick of saying it on this podcast, guys. Please stop pining after the women who have low level of interest. They're not worth your time. And I don't care how many stories I've heard of the guys who persisted and persisted. And then they got the girl. 
you know what? I mean, I, I mean, I can make an argument too that if you're in a situation where you're in a friend zone and you've tried so hard to get the girl and it works and that actually works, I wonder if she's going to be the head over heels girl versus a girl who's already starting at a high level of interest. So let me explain this again. I believe that there's a difference between a girl who is high level of interest from the get-go versus the one that you chased and persisted enough where she finally has the high level of interest. I don't know about you, but that sounds risky to me. I know that there's stories out there of people who have done that, who finally got the girl, and then the girl dumped him again. And I feel that there's a higher chance of that because she was never high level to begin with. You had to get her to that place. I don't know. I don't know. Just doesn't sit easy with me. And I don't want it to sit easy with you either. All right, let's move on. Thanks, George. I know that was some tough love. Hope that helps. This one's from Sean. Hello, Trip. Big fan of yours since getting back out there in the dating world in fall 2020 after ending a 12-year marriage. Your online domination course in particular helped me to meet a number of interesting women over these last couple of years, including a woman I've had the pleasure of dating since January of this year. Here's why I'm writing you. I'm not sure if I should refer to her as my girlfriend. We just have not had that talk. We've met each other's families in the last month. We're slowly working towards her meeting my children who are younger than hers. She often tells me she misses me, initiates a lot of our contact over text, and is an equal participant in making plans to see each other. Other dating coaches I closely follow have said to leave it to the woman to open up the what are we discussion, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. I'm an avid listener of your podcast, but I only started listening a year and a half ago, so I'm not sure when, you're, when you've covered this topic or how I'd find a past podcast discussion. Keep up the great work and congratulations on your recent nuptials. Sincerely, Sean C. Yeah, ah, this is, a, this is a, a polarizing one. There's a lot of dating coaches out there who do say that you leave it to the woman. It's tough because I'll be honest, I go back and forth on this. This is one of those I go a little bit back and forth on. I do fall a little bit more into the camp these days of just calling her your girlfriend. I think the the problem with giving that advice is I don't want guys to do that too soon where it can scare her away and look needy. But if I were to give very, very specific advice on like when you should do it, it sounds like this is when you should do it. You know, it's like you wrote this to me in June, this question, and you've been dating her since January of 2022. So that's like six months. At this point, I think you can have the talk and it's fine. If you were in the two to three month range, I'd say, I just wait, you know, wait till she asks. Because most of the time, when you get past three months, especially in the three to six month range, a woman will bring it up and that's ideal. It's definitely ideal for her to do it. But if you're at the six months, all these signs are a go. 
you know, I think at that point it's fine. It doesn't have to be a big thing. You're not going to be confessing your love. You're just going to say, you know, hey, listen, obviously I'm not seeing anybody. Doesn't seem like you're seeing anyone either. So I think it's safe to say that this is a relationship. Am I right? Am I wrong? Like, what do you think? So you bring that up to her. It's fine. You know, if it's like in that situation, again, this woman's been showing so much high level of interest in you. If that turns her off, then wow, you know, forget her. So you're in that specific situation where I say it's probably fine. And guys, guys out there, you're dating someone and you're into it in five, six months. It's, it's okay to bring it up. Just get clear. Because you know what? At the end of the day, guys, if you're dating a girl for this long, you're probably trying to get into a relationship. And then from there, you're most of you probably trying to get married if you're in a relationship. And so there's no reason to wait. It's like you got to keep the things moving. It's like, yeah, okay. Seal the deal on you're my girlfriend. So then eventually you guys can move in together and you can propose and then you can have kids and all that stuff. So it all depends, right? It depends on what your goal is as a guy in in your dating life. So those of you who are listening, start with the end in mind. What is your goal? Well, if your goal is a wife and kids, yeah, you know, you're at five or six months of dating. Just she's your girlfriend. Have the conversation so you can keep going. And if you're a guy who's not looking for any kind of serious relationship, well, obviously this wouldn't apply to you and you won't even need to bring any of this up. So think about what you want, be realistic with it and be okay with the fact that, yeah, you might be bringing it up. Just don't do it too soon. Too soon again, to give you more specifics is like one, two, three months. But after that, four to six months with all this high level of interest, it's fine. You know, it's like you kind of got to, it's a little bit of an art. If you've been dating for, let's say, four months, but, you know, you're not seeing each other that much. It's like once every two weeks. It's still seemingly kind of casual. Maybe you're not at the point yet where you'd bring it up. But Sean, in this example, he is. So I know that's not very formulaic. I'm trying to give you my best for specifics. But that's just the general idea there. Let's go to another question. One more here. As a man, I'm the one who is supposed to initiate things and make things happen, so to speak. But how do you react properly and not be surprised or anxious when a girl all of a sudden starts going from sitting there to being talkative and clearly sexually interested, like touching my muscles, giving compliments, sitting on my lap in like five minutes in the conversation? Because I tend to be caught by surprise by this time and time again, by just continuing talking normal and not taking things to the next level and being intimidated by their aggressive sexual moves. What is the best mindset to have for this? How do you handle a girl who is clearly into you and take things to the next level, which you are also into? It would be awesome to have this question answered on the podcast. You can use my name if you want to. Sigurd, 25 years old, college student from Norway. I love this question. Wow, this is so good. Um, wow, this is, a, this is a unique question. I've never actually answered this and I have a great answer for you. So just excited about this question. All right, let's answer it. 
So you're basically asking, how, how do you react to a woman who's being pretty aggressive? And it's starting to intimidate you. Well, first of all, that just shows me that you are someone who doesn't have enough experience with women because someone who has a lot of experience has a lot of confidence. I mentioned this earlier on the episode, which means you're going to have a lot of competence in this area. So just understand that that's probably the reason why you're intimidated because you haven't been in a situation like this before. Here's the idea. Here's the mindset. Don't even focus. Do your best to not focus on what they're doing. Like the IOIs, which are indicators of interest, her touching your muscles, giving you compliments, being sexual. Yeah, I know it's it's going to be tough. You're going to be like, okay, wow, IOI, wow, this girl is showing so much interest in me. Oh, wow, what do I do? Focus on the game plan. The game plan is always you're the one who's making the moves. So even if she's showing these signs or not, you're going to be the one who's leading the interaction. So my point is, is nothing changes. Okay? Nothing changes in what you're doing. I call this dominance. This is part of my TED formula. Dominance is the ability to lead. So it's kind of like a bonus. When a girl's giving you these outward IOIs, it's just a bonus. It's like, oh, nice, cool. You know, obviously it feels good. Who wouldn't want to get a girl sitting on your lap in five minutes of conversation and giving compliments and touching you and all that stuff. So the plan always stays the same. It's not like, well, what do I do now? She's showing a lot of interest. Doesn't matter. You're always leading. So you're always the one who's going to be moving it forward. So in this case, I talk about this actually very specifically in my book, Magnetic, about the idea of, okay, she's showing you a lot of interest and I would isolate her. It's like, all right, move her to a place where you guys can get physical, where you can maybe go for a kiss. At the very least, get her number. So you get that just in case you guys separate. You didn't really give a lot of context of where you're meeting these women, but I'm guessing it's in a social situation. So you're going to end up getting her number, but then maybe you'll move her to another part of the social gathering or the bar or the party. Then you guys can get physical. Maybe you even escalate and say, hey, let's go grab a drink somewhere else. You take her somewhere else. Then you can eventually after that, take her home. So it's never so much whether she's showing signs, it's whether she's complying. There is the key. I'll say that again. It's not the signs. So if you've been in many situations like this before, there are many situations where you could be talking to a girl. She's not giving you any of these signs, but she still complies just because maybe she's a little bit more shy or more sober. So the point here is, is don't get too excited or confused or anything by the sign she shows. Just always move the interaction forward. And as soon as she stops you, well, now we have our answer. So for example, this girl could be showing you all these IOIs and then all of a sudden you ask for her number and she's like, oh, no, no. She's like, I have a boyfriend. You're like, what the fuck? Right? So don't worry about what she's doing or how she's acting. Always be moving the interaction forward until she stops. That's the real sign, the compliance. I talked about this in my Hooked program a lot. It's all about 
attraction plus comfort equals compliance. When you build attraction with the woman and when you get her comfortable with you, then you'll get compliance, which is her saying yes to all the next moves. The number, the kiss, the date, sex, relationship. So focus on that. That's the mindset. Guys, great questions today. Can't believe we only did three, but I had a, or maybe we did four. One, two, three, four. We did four. But I had a lot to say, and I hope this helps. If you need more help, you know what to do. You know where to go. Go to the show notes. If you need coaching, go to coachedbytrip.com. If you want to take the video course and start there, go to getherhook.com. Lots of options for you. If you have a question, email me, trip at tripadvice.com. You can always DM me, say hello on Instagram. I always like to say hello to guys who listen to the podcast. So say hello there at tripadvice. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.